that we raised uh, when we first got married, and um, about 10 years later, we had a little girl. Um, I can tell you, we did not have a lot of patience with the boys. They were very active and so forth. Um, but we did have more patience with our daughter. She was disciplined in the same way. She had the same chores to do and so forth that the boys did. But we were 10 years older. And so we had a lot more patience with her. But that's what I would say is that you have to have patience with your children. And you have to have patience with each other and yourself. <laughs> raising kids uh, can be a challenge. I know some of you are kind of a breeze. You went through raising kids. It was just a breeze. And others of you, I know parents, grandparents, some struggle. Maybe your kids are having a- academic challenges or relational issues or family disruption. And it can be more of a challenge. So I'll tell you what we're going to do today, continuing our discussion from earlier in the week. We just want to help you in the process of raising a responsible adult for God's glory and and your benefit, the benefit of your kids. Dr. Randy here from our studio, along with our team, Jennifer and Gino, is making sure Facebook's, are we working okay? We're up on Facebook. There you go. On Facebook, if you want to post a thought, one thing that's made a difference, maybe something your parents did right, or maybe something uh, that you've made a priority in raising your kids Love to have you post that there. And then Stephen, our executive producer. Thank you, Stephen, for pulling all this together today. We've got some great callers lined up we're going to get to here in just a moment. Uh, Some great comments. And the reason we, I'll tell you, the reason we do a show like this, because we're all about the power of one thing. We believe in the power of one thing. We don't want to give you 50 things today. We just want to give you some things you can say, hey, there's one thing I can take today, apply it in my home and my relationship with my kids And it's going to make a difference in my life. And I'll tell you, with everything going on in the world today, all the disruption, confusion, challenges, uh, not to mention that parents' role, boy, listen, young parents, you may not realize that your role is much different than the role of those of us who are a little bit older, been around for a while, because you have so much influence now with your kids from outside the home, with TikTok and social uh, media and all the things going on more than uh, even the previous generation and, and further back when that wasn't around. And so you know some of the challenges you're facing, plus the changing value system in our culture uh, and where people, you know, it used to be in research that young people would get their values and, and sort of identify with the family. And we know now more they identify outside the family. They question authority, challenge authority. Each generation has, but now more than ever. And so really living it. They're going to watch. They're going to see. They're going to catch how we live more than what we say. Very powerful. All right. So welcome to the show. Again, if you have a comment you want to share on our storyline, you're welcome to do so at 888-888-1717. Let's get uh, going with the callers that are all set up for today. Uh, Tanya is first. Uh, Tanya, on the line from Arizona. Tanya, welcome. What advice uh, do you have or uh, want to share about raising adults today? Uh, my advice is um, to teach them that God has to go first, no matter what. Like, uh, you know how in the Bible it says, like, I teach them in the way to grow, and, I mean, they just bear fruit when they grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my advice is, um, I when I was growing up, I mean, I knew God existed, but my parents didn't teach me that. Um, I mean, like, I have a relationship with God. So when I grew up, I did uh, like a lot of mistakes. Um, One of them was um, um, I married like an abusive person. 
but uh, my prayer and all this time has been that um, have my kids to have God first in their life. Yes. As a parent, that's the biggest uh, gift that you can give them to for them to really know who is God and just to start trusting Him no matter what. And everything they do, just put God first. Because as a parent, I mean, in the reality, I always say, there are only three things that you can give your your, your child, you leave as a legacy to your child. The faith in God, then the education, and the, and the health. And even these last two depends on in your trust in God. Because everything you do, um, it comes from Him first. And all the material things, everything is material. Like after that, it's just everything material. And you know, I mean, that's really nothing. Uh, it's just temporary things here on earth. So my advice is just teach them like to love God more than anything. And for everything they do, ask God and put God first. And then after that, like they're just going to learn from there. But as everybody else is saying in, in the show, uh, it's very important to give, um, like have, um, be an example for them to follow. And I understand sometimes it's very hard, um, but it's very important for them to see you praying and to see um, you see, like you looking for God at all times in the most difficult, especially in the most difficult times, for, to see you praying and giving thanks to God uh, for everything they provide, like Amen. every day, so that they build that like a learn and 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 really understand that God is first. Amen. Father Carlson. I would just like to say that I didn't know I was being intentional, or my life has been intentional, but ever since I was a young boy, my mom would get up with us, cook our breakfast, and she would have prayer with us every morning before we went to school. And as I'm becoming an adult, I'm 46 years old now, every day I've got two daughters, and every day they've gotten up to go to school, and I've got up to go to work, I've had morning devotions with them. Although I didn't know this was an intentional living, and then trying to train my girls in the way that they should go, and the way that I should go, and the way that we all should go. Thank you for your work. And now you know what it is. That's intentional living. Not magical. It's just simply being the kind of person God intends for you to be. Just doing the next right one thing. It is not about perfection. I tell people, please don't listen to to me or anybody teaching intentional living and thinking some way or other we're going to, because of our good works and we're going to work harder and try to be perfect. This is not about becoming more perfect. So if you're a perfectionist thinking, hey, I found the radio program that's going to help me be more perfect. I'm sorry, uh, that's not me. What we're going to help you, though, is to see that by maybe being less perfect, but focusing on what God's intention is and doing that next right one thing every day, one thing that's intentional living. And you just heard a comment of saying, Hey, I didn't know praying with my kids every day was being intentional living. Uh, well it is. And you can see the, the difference it makes It's powerful. Uh, that's what we're talking about today. Again, your comments on our storyline are welcome. Triple eight, triple eight, 1717 quick break. We'll be back with more. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. 
Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. My husband won't go to church with me. Should I go anyway? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. And my answer is pretty clear, yes, but. But don't go to church with an attitude about your husband. I'd encourage you to love your husband before you go and love him after you get home and pray for him while you're there. Don't preach to him or prod or come home with all the good news of the service that he missed. Frankly, that may likely push him away. And whatever you do, don't make it a competitive experience for your husband. Allow the Holy Spirit to do the work in his life. It's not your job. You're not the Holy Spirit. Pray for him. Encourage him. Enjoy your church and your fellowship. And whatever you do, be there for your husband and love him intentionally. That's Intentional Living. For more information and inspiration, go to theintentionallife.com. And I hope you will. There is a spot you can go where there's a lot of stuff. We put a lot of information there over the years. We have articles, our top 10 lists we call intentionals. Uh, you can hear our past programs. They're archived, there, archived for you there. Um, and, of course, you can find about our Intentional Living Minute every day. It goes out around the country to thousands of people. Uh, and love to have you be a part of the, the whole ministry. Be a part of what Intentional Living is doing and helping turn people toward Christ, living our lives intentionally for Him, for His glory, and I say for our benefit, because I find I don't find any dispute in the fact when we are bringing glory to God that we benefit from it. That doesn't mean that everything is going to be cherries on top of uh, you know your, your cream pie every day. You're going to face challenges, but something happens in our life, our attitude, our relationships, when we choose to be intentional. Talking about kids today... Continuing a discussion from earlier this week on raising a responsible adult and what is what does it mean to be doing the next right one thing. All right, let's get back to our callers, Carlos in uh, New Mexico. Carlos, welcome to the program. What's your advice for raising a responsible adult? My advice would be to learn what real love is through Christ. My parents loved me and they took care of me, but they taught me a broken kind of love. And so... I did things what I thought was out of love to my kids, but a lot of it ended up being stuff that was kind of damaging to them. I really didn't know what love was until the last few years. I didn't realize that I was kind of a broken person mm. until the last few years. Mm. Well, t tell us, when you think about what you've been through, give us some descriptions of what love looks like from a parent. What should that look like? Oh, it should be... Um, calm responses, not yelling, not degrading. Mm. Are you reflecting on your own parenting or your own experience as a child? Oh, both. both. Yeah. I, I've been uh, not a very good parent. Mm. Have you been able to talk to your kids? Are they raised now? We're, we're no, uh, my oldest is 18, my youngest is 14, and, and we've made some great strides in our, our, our relationships. But some of it has just been really difficult to overcome because the damage was so great. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how, how great it was. 
Well, Carlos, listen, you've got a spirit of accepting responsibility, which is one of the laws of intentional living. Um, that's going to go a lot further in the relationship with your kids than you realize. Especially with that 18-year-old and 14-year-old, just to to listen, be honest. The kids are going to watch you. They're going to be more interested in your behavior than your words, your actions than uh, anything you might say. And if they see this kind of change in your life, Carlos, that can have an impact. Don't, don't give up yet. And the pain is real uh, for you, my friend. Is, is it okay if I pray with you? Absolutely. Father, I do pray for Carlos there in New Mexico. Man, when you get a hold of someone's heart, Father, you, you change them. And I hear in Carlos that you've done a work, you're doing a work, you're continuing to grow, grow him. He's bringing, sounds like, some of the things from his own childhood into his adulthood and relationships. May, may it stop right here in this generation. May it stop right here. May, may this be the turning point. Not only for him, but for his kids, for the next generation. May the family tree look back and say, there it was, great-grandpa Carlos, that's where it changed. And uh, we'll give you the, the honor and glory for it. Rightfully so. Amen. Amen. All right, my friend, you're rewriting your family tree. Keep at it, okay? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's, thank you, Carlos. That's why we're here. Uh, that's why this ministry exists. There's a lot of Carlos in, in the world today who are saying, hey, you can do better. The first step in this thing of being intentional in your home, in anything, your finances, your health, your marriage, of course, parenting, is to say to yourself, you know, it ain't working now. The direction we're headed ain't working. It's just not good. It's not right. Or uh, it is starting to work and we need more of it. But you start with a decision. Um, Continuing to go in the circle, chasing yourself, thinking things are going to get better. It ain't going to happen unless we step up and say, hey, Something's got to change. The first step of intentional living is saying, you know, what's got to change? What is it that I want to see happen in my life um, to honor God? And then, of course, the process of figuring out what it is, one thing every day, moving that direction, getting support, decluttering your life. These are steps of intentional living. But Carlos made the first step. It's powerful. And uh, that's, that's why we exist. All right. Can we turn uh, Stephen's mic on? Stephen's over. He's our... Steven's the producer for the show, but takes the calls uh, for the show as well. And Stephen, I know today we've been hearing some uh, calls that we have lined up for the show, but uh, we got some comments apparently have come in or a question that didn't get on the phone, but they left it for you. Yeah, he was. He was. He wanted to go on a bike ride, and I couldn't convince him to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I lost out to a bike ride. Is what you're telling me? Basically, okay. yeah. But he had he had a great idea. What he did when his kids were little, when he said, "What do they teach kids when the first grade? I go, we teach them how to read." He said, "I told my kids I will give you a dollar for every book you read." Hmm. And what happened is all three kids ended up becoming lovers of books. And he's broke, probably. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it had such a huge impact on the kids. Were you a reader when you were growing up? Yes, I loved to read science fiction. Yeah. Figure. So would you, would your parents have given you a dollar a book? Uh, no. 50 cents? 25? 10? 15? It's a good idea. You know, sometimes a little incentive like that. So the kids all grew up and became good readers. Yeah. And a love for, love for literature. That's good. Yeah. 
Hey, thank you. Appreciate it, Stephen. Thank you for your work, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Stephen Davis, our senior producer. Uh, we're talking about kids today. I tell you what, should we take that second break? Let's go do that. I'll be back. Got some more calls. We'll get to here in just a moment from Intentional Living. As we think about our young people, the next generation coming up, if we could have each of us and this next generation get up every morning and have on a card or on our computer or on our phone these five questions to ask, the answers that you and I give to these five questions will dictate how we should live that day and it could change our day, change our life. Hmm. Absolutely. You know, there's five questions I talk about in the lesson this month on what the Bible teaches about intentional living. Members, it'll be coming your way here mid-month. Watch for it. New members, those of you coming to be a part of the journey, being a part of intentional living today, we'll make sure you receive it as well. Uh, it on Both video and audio, a brand new teaching every month. Just a kind of a mentoring coming alongside of you every month from intentional living. All you have to do is uh, go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. Click on that little donate icon and the information is there for you. Come and be a part of the show today uh, or part of the ministry today. We appreciate it. All right, let's go to Sarah in uh, New Mexico. She's on the line. Uh, talk to us about parenting, Sarah. What? Uh, first of all, what, what ages are your kids? I have a daughter. She's in her late 20s. Mm-hmm. And I was a single parent with not a very... Uh, good foundation in Christianity. I had um, been taken to church by my grandparents and just um, was turned off by some of the members uh, talking about each other. At a very young age, I heard this, so I I was turned off at church. Christians do that? No. Hello. I I kind of wanted her to have a basis in the Bible, so as soon as she started um, middle school, I sent her to a Christian school. And because I, even though I wasn't a Christian, I knew that she needed that basis to where if she had a question, she could look in the Bible and find it. And I wanted her to know where to find it. And she has turned out to be the most wonderful, beautiful Christian woman. And she even helped lead me to Christ because I would ask her questions about things I'd heard. And she'd say, Mom, you can't just read that scripture. You've got to read the whole chapter and figure out where you're going. And you know, you have to you have to look at what time it was and what was going on around things. You just don't look at a scripture. And I just I feel really blessed. I feel like I did the right thing. I have no regrets at all. I mean, the only regret I would have is I didn't come to Christ sooner. Hmm. But my daughter, a wonderful example. Well, you did She's you did really some things like right. I mean, you you you. It sounds like you were one of these parents that did it, even though you're not sure you you were living it or bought it yourself until later. Does oh, that make definitely. sense? I did not buy it myself but for yeah. my own life. I didn't buy it for, um, you know, just silly reasons because I never, to be honest, I never really cared about it enough to look into it. Yeah. I was so caught up in my own life that I didn't, I didn't want to take the time, but with my daughter was different. I wanted her to have this yeah. great basis of understanding. So you know, we find that I, I've seen that over the years. People they they're living a certain way until they have kids, and all of a sudden they wake up to the fact I got this responsibility, and I know even though I'm not maybe interested in the Bible or interested in mm-hmm. in church, I know this is something important for my kids, and I get them plugged in. What's exciting is to see your daughter got it, and then she came back and 
said, hey, come on, Mom, let's let's get with it here, and uh, exactly. brought you along as well. Now, here's a question for you, Sarah. Are you are you involved in church with those people? I'm a woman. Are you back at Are you back at church? I am. I am very involved in my church. Good yes, for you. Yes, I am. We I am. Re- I'm very involved, and I serve, and I I just love it. I That's love my good. church. We and realize we're all wonderful. sinners saved by grace, right? Amen. We are. Yeah. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sarah. Thank you for your call today. Been good. Thank you. Take care. God bless. Bye bye. Thank you, Sarah. We've been sharing some of the sort of the best of calls, really, that we've received on this topic. Um, Uh, about raising a responsible adult. I thought we'd share them with you during the show today. And so for our Facebook friends, we'd love to have you join us in in real time and uh, share your comment before the show's up uh, in terms of one thing that you're doing, have learned. Love to have you do that. Um, Jennifer, is she's our engineer. She runs the controls every day, and we were talking during a break about uh, your role as a mom with with a single... You got a. You got a. Um, I am the mom, mom of, of one, one, but a stepmom of three. Okay. And um, they're very, uh, very, very different in how they're raised. And my daughter is. Uh, her name's Carolina. She's now eighteen, a very uh-huh. young adult, um, going to school. She's in cosmetology school. And one thing that I've done as a mom is to try to instill responsibility. Don't uh, make excuses. Oh, it's this the reason or it's that reason. Um, So um, when she started learning to drive and she got a license, I uh, her her dad and I, even though uh, she is also a product of divorce, unfortunately, uh, her dad and I have remained very close uh, and come full circle as friends. And as parents, uh, she was number one always. And so we talked about it. And so uh, when she got that license, we said, you have to be responsible, not only, you know, behind the wheel, but financially, because one day you'll be off in the real world and you've got to pay bills, just like the rest of us, because I'm not paying your bills. (laughs) So uh, we decided uh, when she got a job and she could drive, she could pay half of her insurance. And um, when she wanted to go out and do certain things, she had to pay for those fun things. And now that she's a young adult, um, she also pays for half of her cell phone bill. And I sat her down and I told her, it's not that we're trying to be mean to you. We're trying to prepare you for the real world. So when you're done with school and you get that job, you're already knowing that you owe, you know, X amount of dollars and you'll know how to manage that. And um, she'll call me up and, and we talk and we're very close and sometimes she asks for advice and I'll stop her. I'll stop myself too because I want to just give her the easy answer mm-hmm. and I'll tell her, I, I can tell you what the answer is, but I think now that you're an adult, you need to make that decision for yourself. So what do you think is right? And so sometimes she'll you know come up with something completely different than what i thought I would have told her. And it's actually a pretty good idea. That's good. Well, what you, you've been blessed in terms of the, as a mom and the dad, you both can agree. Yes. Because a lot of times with a, a divorce situation, a parent can operate out of guilt, mm-hmm. you know, over and do, overindulge, and the kids start to learn how to pull that chain or push that button. Yes. But the fact that you two could stand together and say, hey, this is something we think is important for you and we're going to be united mm-hmm. in this uh, co-parenting to make sure this happens. Yeah. She That's was a only, very positive thing. She was only two years old. Mm. Whenever we divorced, she pretty much only knew that dad lived here. We lived here. Um, but her dad um, was always very much a part of her life. 
I'm the I'm the one who is a disciplinarian. Her dad uh, was the fun dad. Uh, and doesn't like to discipline. So he and I would always try to talk because I would see when she would try to do that, get away yeah. with stuff with, well, dad said, and, and yeah. I told her, well, I said. Yeah, um, exactly. And so when I say something, that means dad agrees with me. Mm. And when dad says something, that means I agree with him. Yeah. So that kind of cut that, uh, that, that's Cut good. Right That's away. good because there's a lot of families listening today, and maybe you're intact and turn mom and dad right in the same home, and you don't agree. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, dad said and mom said, and they start pulling the, that chain back and forth. So thank you, Jennifer, sharing oh, of that. Appreciate it. We've been very lucky. Very, uh, very blessed indeed. Thank you. You know, today we've been talking about this whole thing of raising a responsible adult. We have a whole study that we've done on this topic, a book and a uh, a lesson guide. Uh, and people have used it as Bible studies, personal study in their family, and so on. Um, because we believe very powerfully that being intentional, doing the next right one thing, getting behind the eyes of your kids, understanding their unique bent, as the scripture says, train them up in the way they should go, is a powerful part of this process. Now, since I have about a minute to go, some of you uh, will look back and say, yeah, great, I hear these things, but man, I just blew it. Um, I wasn't the parent I was supposed to be, that God wanted to be. If I could do it, how many of us say, if I could do it all over again, right? Um, well, you can't, but you know what you can do is today. You can make a decision today how you're going to interact with that a young child or that adult son or daughter or grandchild. You can decide today how you're going to live your life intentionally in Christ to have an impact in the life of those young people or even young adults. Is it going to make a difference? It might, it may not. We don't know. But I do know this. At the end of our lives, we want to look back and say, less regrets, I made sure that I did the next right one thing. That is the essence of intentional living. Knowing Christ, figuring out what pleases Him, as it says in Ephesians, and then doing that one thing every day. Hey, I'd love your feedback today. What have you learned? Uh, what one thing has made a difference in your parenting you'd like to share with others on our storyline at 888 I want to thank uh, those of you who joined us on Facebook, listened in as we've been sharing some of these archived calls with you today from uh, those who we've talked to over the last uh, number of months who've shared with us their one thing story. Uh, we'd love to hear yours as well. You're welcome to share it there on Facebook or you can call our comment line at 888 you know, as a, uh, as a part of this community, we know that in the world in which we're living today, there are so many messages that families are face facing. Kids are under a great deal of stress. Can I encourage you as a parent or grandparent, take a deep breath and ask yourself this question. What one thing could you do in the next 30 days that would make the single biggest difference in the life of your son or daughter and then do that one thing. Whatever it may be, you know what it is. You're smart, you're there, you understand the dynamics. And then number two, what one thing could you stop doing for the next 30 days that would also add to that and make a big difference in the life of your child and your home? You know what, if you were to do both starting one thing and stopping one thing, it would make a big difference. Tell us what it is so we can pray with you. 
I'm Dr. Randy. Thanks for joining us here at Intentional Living. We'll see you next time. Have a great day.